by the way we didn't mention what phone you're using i'm using a oneplus 5d nice which is like i really like that phone yeah, i mean i agree like oneplus mm-hmm. is the best value for money that you get from a smartphone right now i mean i totally agree yeah and we are calling it iphone base model will do 0 to 16 in 1.9 seconds kind of a Apollo program effort for artificial intelligence. Welcome back to Tech Savvy. I'm Miranta Jayatilaka. I'm Sidi Aturali. Today we thought of picking up this topic which is interesting for us these days uh, which is mobile phones. So I think we are going to start with talking about Apple. Apple was the market leader in mobile phones until like recent times. I think even now, right? Apparently they are pretty rich <laughs> from the uh, some of the recent articles I saw. and i also saw that their shares dropped yeah but i couldn't read much on that to be honest i think the main reason uh, which everyone points out is that the lack of innovation from apple during the recent years okay personally i bought i i use an iphone so yeah, yeah I, <laughs> i actually wanted to ask you about since you are a iPhone right. user i'm yeah. not i don't think i will ever get into the <laughs> apple ecosystem yeah hate us hate <laughs> <laughs> so uh my point was i i bought my phone like sorry i'm a linux android person for obvious <laughs> reasons yeah so uh actually i i bought my iphone like 4 years back and the reason why i wanted to buy an iphone was that 4 years back iphone had the best performance with uh with ios and even uh with their hardware so that was my point because back in that time like 4 years 5 years back android phones weren't that good right yeah i think that is true still i mean their performance and the features and from what i've seen uh, one of the most loved things in apple is their os i think the yeah. user experience i think that is true still but hardware wise and the improvements they have done especially i i think on the hardware and the design wise people complain about these very small iterative improvements yeah and the price of course that's why so my point was 4 years back yes i invested on an iphone and if i want to move into another flagship right now there is very low possibility that i would buy the next iphone wow. because yeah i know it's still on the technology side it has improved a lot you get all the high end features but do i really want to pay that amount for those features cheaper phones have the same features for much lower price pretty much same pretty much the same right yeah, yeah. i mean if you take okay i use my mobile phone camera a lot right i think right now at the moment iphone is not the leader in cameras i think it's pixel it, it is pixel so i actually got the chance to use a pixel 3 Mm-hmm. which uh, one of my friends oh. on the low light performance is amazing i do have this night sight or something like that man uh, they w- do w- which is pretty amazing i think they use ai tech yeah they call it as computational photography or something some fancy word right B- but again it's pretty amazing yeah i and the way they sort of process the image after you take it under a low light hmm. I don't think even DSLR cameras like come to that mm. point like mm. you will have to do a lot of photoshop and stuff to yeah. sort of yeah get that result yeah in pixel it's pretty much software yeah mostly yes. the yes. competitive edge is software so coming back to apple yeah i think apple is sort of lacking mm. innovation 
But when you really think about it, there's no real innovation if we consider the whole smartphone space. I don't see a lot of innovation after maybe like even if you have to be too aggressive there, even after iPhone. we still see these slabs with pretty much full screen display we don't see a lot of innovation per se definitely like if we are to compare with the feature phones we had before so the smartphone or the iphone like model that was a breakthrough that but was a huge breakthrough i think yeah but after that do we really have any real innovation there um yeah it, it's sort of like a more of an improvement on what was available after that big breakthrough of iPhone in 2007 yeah at the beginning stage jobs in that speech uh, he's saying there'll be a web browser yeah camera and what else phone of course yeah i think those three right yeah. or were there a four four things no only three three things so he goes on explaining these three things and he's like those are not three different products yes. they are one product yeah yeah and we well, call it the iPhone iPhone <laughs> So yeah even we look at today's smartphones that's all we have uh, of course all these things are much much better but everything else is pretty much added as apps yeah and hardware wise uh, we don't see a lot of innovation so if i am to ask you that what are the things you are most excited about maybe uh, in future on these devices mm-hmm. i can tell you what i'm mostly interested in and what i'm mostly i was interested in certain things but before that maybe you i think uh with the recent uh, move towards this bezel-less screens right can mm. be mm. sort of really i don't know it can be really attractive to a phone i think yeah it but, is but uh, i don't like the notch though i don't yeah, like notch I, I really hate notch yeah so I'm so i am glad that i bought something just before the notch yeah uh, even in in the recent releases of phones like huawei phones or something mm. they actually come up with techniques to even mechanically remove the yeah, notch by uh, sliding and there's this the xiaomi phone and uh, yeah oppo right they have this sliding this mechanical motorized motorized camera coming up yeah. with the camera all these yeah. th- fancy things are going i think it's just a matter of time that we somehow figure out how to put the camera behind yeah. the screen and did you see the interesting thing that samsung is going to release where they call yeah, it the it, infinity o yeah it's a punch hole so punch hole in the i think screen. the 2018 was notch now the 2019 will be punch hole <laughs> <laughs> hopefully 2020 will be But something nice for some odd reason from the renders that i've seen hmm. i like the punch hole rather than I, the notch i think you should be because they also think that it's little better than yeah. because samsung it looks better yeah it looks better uh, but i think in the actual design the hole is little bit bigger than that at least that's ah, what nice. i i saw in some of the recent released phones right so i don't know people will definitely hate it i i don't like it still right. so i would <laughs> i <laughs> would prefer hope. having yeah. a little bit of bezel than a hole or a notch or anything like that right. so right. i'll be waiting since i have this one now yeah. i'll be waiting till we get the proper by the way we didn't mention what phone you're using i'm using a OnePlus 5D Nice. Which is I I really like that phone. Yeah, I mean I agree. Like OnePlus mm. is the best value for money that you get from a smartphone right now. I mean I totally agree. Yeah, I I wouldn't make this like OnePlus ad or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's move. So the bezel-less, of course, that's nice. Yeah. But we can put that into like the design. So you are yeah. excited about the design. I'm excited about the design. Anything else? Uh, and of course the camera, right? It's sort of 
it has begun to be a must to have on a phone right now so mm. uh, i would like improvements on the camera because more and more people will be making content and like you know all that but to be honest is there anything to be excited about i mean like there'll be of course these iterative improvements yeah. and maybe like compared to the things we've been seeing this computational photography or like ai coming into photography is something we can consider as a, like a relative breakthrough in my opinion that's the most i'm excited about seeing google pixel doing that hmm. processing with a single camera, uh, a single camera. Yeah. and you can actually see it takes a bit of time yeah. when you take a picture hmm. to sort of do the processing hmm. and hmm. show it to you it's really like uh, hmm. amazing that experience was really nice by the way increasing the number of i need to mention it increasing the number of cameras behind or front that is ridiculous yeah have you seen this yeah. now the four or five and there are i think there's a concept phone or something with 21 or something cameras behind that's just stupid yeah that design wise that's a very that's an ugly phone yeah. right so the idea should be we we don't even care how many cameras it has yeah. right it's just a marketing thing i suppose yeah. but design wise it's pretty ugly at least in my opinion i'm being extreme i think there but we don't care as end users how many lenses or how many cameras a phone has right after all all we need is a really good quality photograph exactly right so that's what pixel is doing that's yeah. why i really like it yeah and they're doing it with one camera and everything else is up there which is pretty impressive yes. by the way if you ask me you didn't ask me but <laughs> <laughs> okay siri uh, what what are you most <laughs> excited about no, uh, on the phone th- they have actually i'm trying to think about little bit more innovative things of course there'll be these iterative improvements and anyway they'll be there first let me tell you about few things i was interested in one was modular phones can you remember project ara yes by google that was yes. killed yeah but it was a flop right income maybe but having modular phones was something i was very interested in because i thought that we really don't have to upgrade certain parts of our phone right regularly if we can do it in a nice way without making the phone ugly uh that would be a pretty cool thing and uh, of course the early concepts or the modules they had like the phones they had in project ara they were ridiculous they we cannot use them they were like building blocks but if they could come up with something that looks a bit nice that would have been something i am really interested but there are few companies i think uh, that uh, have not completely forgotten that motorola is trying out these mods, mods. they have these mods okay. right and also i think red there's a red phone now yes i don't know how many listeners would be familiar with red to give a small setting so the company red is camera manufacturing company which sort of has one of the best cameras in filming industry and they sort of moved into manufacturing a phone so the red phone and the mo- few motorola phones i think they still have these mods and some some sort of modularity i was pretty interested about that but unfortunately we i don't think it will be mainstream sadly yeah even i don't see at least mm. in the re- recent future i don't mm. see mm. modular phones and coming. one of the biggest obstacles there can be like there are all these big names in the smartphone industry i don't think all these big brands would agree on on a certain standard that support all these different brands like a single standard for all these modular components but that was something i was very interested in and the other thing is e-ink displays which we don't really see at all in smartphones i suppose except one that i have seen right have you heard of yotaphone 
I think uh, it's a Russian company. I think I have, but I don't really remember. Yeah, so they released a. I think they they actually sold that phone. So they have this phone where you have a typical display on the front side and an e-ink display on the back side. Right, I think I remember nice, now. Which is pretty nice, right? I'm trying to be a little bit more optimistic. I can remember uh, writing something about this on my blog some time back. So I would like to see a display that can be switched between e-ink and uh something like right. led or oled i know it is pretty crazy right i mean like with current technology uh it can be very hard but i can think of ways to do that for an example let's say if you are to put the camera behind the display you need to somehow turn off the pixels mm-hmm. so that is an idea even being discussed right now so you need to turn off the pixels in front of the camera and make it transparent right right if you try to extend that idea you can put anything behind that display and make it transparent but you have right. behind can be an e-ink display so the front display is fully transparent and it is turned off right that's what i like nice because i really like my kindle experience unfortunately it died like yeah. <laughs> for no reason after like i guess the amazon still sells kindles right yeah, yeah. Hmm. they they of course do but uh, i had uh, my kindle back in 2013 i think mm. uh, but uh, it's very unfortunate usually these devices are called very reliable i really like that reading experience it is very natural but again switching between different devices because we usually do a lot of reading on uh, smartphone as well and tablets uh, as well yes so and also there are of course limitations in in displays like the response time and but i think the most interesting point about e-ink displays is that the power consumption exact i think that's where they stand out to have this very low power consumption because as of now the batteries are the weakest point in these devices exactly so i think you know that if you are not refreshing the screen they don't consume any power you can put something on the screen and it will stay forever yes it doesn't consume any power yeah. so that is very nice like especially when you are reading and that's all that's really nice those are the two things maybe little bit too extreme yeah. things i'm interested in yeah. but, but i, I cannot see those things happening at times so <laughs> especially the second one yeah but i think we came to a very interesting point where we can talk about batteries the battery technology right yeah that is an area which we sort of struggle to innovate actually not really to innovate but to get the innovations to the market mm-hmm. to a point where the battery technologies will be cost effective to use in these consumer devices right yep i think battery is something that is stuck somewhere maybe a decade back right still yeah. we have to charge our phones daily i i'm not an expert on this by any means so from an end user perspective batteries are pretty bad and again from an end user's perspective no innovation has happened i'm pretty sure that innovation has happened but it has yeah. not come to us for some reason i suppose you you will be able to explain that and also the other thing i'm wondering is that with all these fast charging technologies whether we really care about uh, it has become reasonably easy to charge it every day now it typically takes about maybe 30 minutes to 1 hour and now i think there is something called warp charge uh, which they release with uh, 1+60 mclaren edition if i remember correctly okay so that is pretty fast uh, i think initially it was released with oppo phone because it's the same parent company so it takes apparently in 30 minutes they can get to i can't remember the numbers but the idea is 
pretty fast. With that, I'm wondering whether we really need or do we need to bother about like the battery life because 30 minutes is it is pretty much negligible and we don't have to pay our attention even. Yeah. Uh, but still, I'm curious about what has happened to batteries. Right. So according to my knowledge, uh, where we are stuck with batteries is that it's not that we don't have innovation in in the field of uh, batteries. It's just that there is innovation. There are ways that you can sort of chemically improve these batteries. But the point where they don't really reach the consumer market is the economies of scale and making these technologies cost effective. And that's the challenge, I think, uh, which is faced by the industry right now. So if you take companies like Tesla, which uses a lot of, a uh, hell of a lot of batteries for their cars, what they sort of do, uh, try to do with the implementation of these gigafactories and all that is that mm-hmm. have this entire supply chain, sort of optimize this supply chain into uh, like at one place so that they can sort of reach these economies of scale and make these technologies uh, cost effective so that the end product would be a feasible product to sell. Mm -hmm. So I think even with mobile phones, maybe, I don't know, I I hope that in the future um, we'll be able to see more cost effective uh, improved uh, battery technologies. But still, even right now, I don't see any uh, sort of, you know, disruption there Mm -hmm. still, which is sad in a way, but I don't know, let's be hopeful, right? Yeah, Yeah, sure. Maybe before we wrap up, one thing I'm thinking of is that what would be the next because there's this another aspect I wanted to talk about which is how attached smartphones are at the moment to our lives maybe that is the most attached device we can be even like emotionally attached to these devices but I was just thinking that what can be the next device till we somehow figure out the brain and machine interfaces yeah I think I think the point is where uh, this sort of interaction that we have with all these mm. devices, mm. these uh, physical devices, should be seamless as much as possible. Yes, right? I also felt that maybe in ten or twenty years' time, people may laugh that you were so attached to that boxy device, or yeah. <laughs> something like that can yeah. happen. Right? We laugh at all these big computers and yeah. the personal computers we had. Now we have. All we have is the smartphone. Yeah. So what? But don't you see? Don't you see some sort of a direction we have with all these voice-enabled devices, Hmm, like Alexa and Google Home? Because uh, if you sort of have a Google Home device or an Alexa device in your home in your room, you can basically do at least I don't know thirty to forty percent of what you do on your smartphone through these voice devices and that way of interaction with technology I think has uh, further implication yeah I think that is a very good point yeah you don't necessarily need to have a one device as your primary device if the interaction is pretty seamless right that's yeah. the point here yeah true that can be yeah. so it's just a matter of uh, making the interaction more seamless I think again AI has to play a big role there yeah but I think it is getting there and one other point that I feel would be sort of big in the future is that even now we see that uh, our smartphone sort of suggesting us mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. now for example with this new iOS update on my iPhone I get these series suggestions right mm. so I have a person who I say good morning to every morning and I get suggestions from Siri right now saying okay send this person a good morning message so in one click you can send that message to that person so mm. and also as a practice I sort of listen to a lot of podcasts you know during my commutes to work in the morning and right at that time I get all the 
latest podcast uh, notifications mm-hmm. and so in a way my phone is tracking my uh, behavior mm. that going forward i think these devices should come to a point where they sort of know who we are so this is our sort of like a personal assistant mm. which mm. knows who we are which knows what we do what we do what we want at that point of time and sort of have that relationship and and yeah i know like we can do an entire show yeah, in, yeah, in that topic so itself but things, we'll but stop there but i think with all these advancements in ai and all more and more these devices will learn about us through mm. our behavior and everything mm. and they would be another sort of like an individual that knows us and sort of yeah yeah mm. a personal so assistant so we started with phones and a game in the dead ai <laughs> Apologies. Okay, that's, that's it folks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. So as we say every time you can listen to us on all podcast platforms we are like across uh, 10 podcast platforms right now uh, and including YouTube we are on 11 platforms. You can also give your generous feedback about our podcast and maybe some criticism as well. Um like you know uh, how we can improve this uh, podcast going forward and also we have very interesting stuff coming up. in the Hopefully, future yes. yeah. uh, we are hoping to get some more interesting people onto the podcast a small plug if you haven't listened to our previous the fourth episode of uh, tech savvy we had this uh, very interesting guest so if you haven't listened to it do go back and listen to it he's a really interesting person from google deep mind that we were fortunate enough to have a chat with so i think that's it for this episode right okay bye bye bye